johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. guys we are back for another week of sports insider radio with big mike is back and dave miller on the horn from denver colorado what's going on guys uh, just a beautiful wednesday here in baltimore maryland it's a little bit humid um it, it's pretty cool that you know in the summertime we can still have a lot of stuff to talk to and, um, you know, at the bottom line is this, you know, th- this business is now 365 days a year. Um, there is no off time. I mean, I know I took a week off last week just because I, I like to reset and I like to be ready for football season because we know we're all steam ahead. But, you know, baseball this year specifically, D Mill's been dialed in and he's doing a lot of research and, and putting in a lot of man hours opposed to other years of really digging deep and, and getting a good getting good feedback from the market where I think next year will be even bigger. And then to top it off with what I'm doing with the, with the totals and what you're doing, John, with the underdogs, I mean, I just feel like we're totally dialed in this season. Maybe, again, it's, I have, maybe I have amnesia where I, I only remember – now and I don't remember how it was in years past, but I just feel like this year we're fully dialed in, we're fully immersed into the markets. Where in years past we kind of would take a break and, and more focus on, you know, August, September, where we're obviously the volume is going to be you know intensified with football and the weekends are just enormous. So from what I'm seeing right now, I'm just I'm refreshed, I'm ready. I'm excited that, uh, you know, yesterday was the first day of summer. So, you know, we all know that once that happens, before you blink, John, and I don't know if Dave's on the show yet, it's going to be football season. It's going to be crisp fall weather. And Saturdays and Sundays are going to be enormous. So I'm very excited for that. Well, it could be crisp and cold weather next. It could be that today in Colorado. There is, there is no day. rhyme or reason. Right? Right, great Dave? Day. You could have snow tomorrow, right, buddy? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, it'll snow and then be 80 and back to the snow. Yep. Exactly. How's everybody so, doing? Uh, for, everybody's doing great. Today is uh, a, a good day. 
And uh, I'm glad we're on the air. I'm glad we're all three back and ready to roll. I know we have a lot of controversial things to talk about. But I want to, before we get into that, Dave, I want to ask you something. In the beginning of the season, not this year, but of last year or maybe three years ago when we started doing this radio show with you, I said dogs win 40% of the time. I said you can basically bet every dog every day, and you always came with me small sample size, small sample size. Yesterday, before yesterday's games were played, I sent you a, um, a private message on the group. A thousand games were completed yesterday before yesterday's first game, the Dodgers-Cincinnati game. A thousand games. The record was 400 and 600 as exactly 400 dogs won outright and 600 favorites won outright. So do I have any little small sample size of vindication or are you going to hammer me and call me a square? I don't, I don't even know what the question is. Uh, I said dogs win 40% of the time. Dave, Dave, don't answer it. I'm telling you, I came back from vacation. I'm t- I, am, I wasn't in the office for five minutes, and he's telling me this. It's 60% and 40%. He's rattling off all these dogs. And it's no, like, I'm basically making yeah. the point to the guys that can't afford us, Dave, that if you bet every dog every day, You'll make a little. You're not going to make a lot. That's just not. But you're going to make a little. Not accurate. It's not, not accurate. accurate. I'm with Dave here. Plus I'm with Dave. Bigger, yeah. Plus you've had bigger prices this year, probably. So it's right. just not an accurate statement. He told. Know. He asked me the same thing, and I asked him at the end, "What's the point?" I didn't even understand what the question. He's so. I'm sure when he's looking at the. Board, if your average price, if your average price. On a game is he's obsessed. Let's say he's completely 200. obsessed. I, let's say one. Like the mad like, scientist, the mad dog scientist. That's what we're going to call you. The I already mad know that the scientist. average. I listen. I already know you're a math guy, Dave. I already know that the average price, the aggregate of all the games, is minus one seventy two. Meaning, if you look at every game and you take all the thousand games, I've already run the numbers, and you are betting every underdog. You're going to be getting an average of about plus 162 on a $0.10 line. We'll just call it a $0.10 line. So if that, if you know that you're getting plus 162 on a $0.10 on an av- average of 400 games, you're taking 400 multiplied by 162 is 64,000. These are just all random numbers you're saying, though. <laughs> I mean, I could just say anything and put any spin on anything. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a huge profit. What I'm saying is, at 400 games, you basically made you basically made 64,800, and on 600 games, if you risked only a thousand, you lost. You 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 want you 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 only won like four forty two hundred. You're basically making two grand. I'm not saying it's a lot of money, but what I'm saying is, there's a, a large segment of people that DM you on Instagram, that DM me on Instagram, that that DM Mike. On, on his shoe phone because he doesn't have Instagram. And they all say the same thing. I'm betting 500 to 1,000 a game. I'm doing 17 parlays. Literally, Monday, you went 4-0, Dave. I had five guys call me and go, can I parlay? Why didn't you tell me to parlay those games? So what I'm trying to do is get people to understand that if you're in a position where you can't afford us, you can really – save yourself a lot of aggravation laying $200 on games without information. I say on every video, I only know two people that can beat the books on favorites. Dave Miller is one of them. Our friend will, who we've met in Vegas will rename will name unnamed on another. 
And I only know two guys in all of the people that I deal with that have made money betting favorites in baseball, and you're one of them. So you're in a very high level group none, when it comes none to of this baseball is accurate. betting. None of, these numbers aren't accurate. None, none of it's accurate. Because it's just not that easy. Guys have tracked 20 years. It's not, this is just not accurate. I mean, you can even look online, guys have just tracked it tens of thousands of games. It's just not, you can't do okay. that. I mean, well, I know one thing. The, the, the Dodgers are still losing for the season on your pocket. <laughs> At least yeah, you agree with me on that. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about, before we get into the latest insane newsbreaker that TMZ Sports will probably cover, uh, Mike, do you want to talk about no uh, Brett? Uh, now they might. We have enough uh, ammunition. <laughs> we might. We might get that to happen. Um, don't 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 underestimate me and Dollar Mike. Um, Mike, what do you think about Brooks Kepko getting 150 million going over to the live? I mean, here here's the thing. At the end of the day, a lot of these guys that are not on a heater right now. When I say on a heater, they're not playing their best golf. And and golf is a very interesting sport because just and, and I mean I guess it's similar to baseball. For a hitter that has uh, he's really hot, he's in the zone, he's seeing the ball well, he's he's hitting 50 home runs, and it's kind of like the following year he completely drops off because he changed something minute. It's similar to golf. If you're not in the zone and you're not at the top of your game and you're not winning majors anymore, some of these guys that we're seeing, like the Dustin Johnsons of the world, the Brooks, Brooks Kepthas of the world, that have already established that pinnacle, which is – They've won majors. They have insane sponsorship money, which they've made for years, and now they're just not winning those wagers anymore. They're looking at the payday. I mean, Dustin Johnson couldn't have been more honest where he basically said, I want to play less golf. If I can make more money and play less golf <laughs> yeah. I, I, and spend more it's time nice with deal. my kids, yeah, it's a nice, to me, that's a win. Now, his brother's oh, yeah. already over there, and – to these guys, because they've already reached the pinnacle and they've won those majors in the past, now if they can make a payday where they play less golf and they play against worse competition and they could actually win tournaments, to the, and they could still play the majors. So they just can't play the PGA Tour for the moment. But I think PGA Tour is going to have to adjust because I truly don't believe, and again, this is just an opinion of mine, I truly don't believe that they ever thought that this league was actually going to take off. I think at some point it was going to be kind of like the XFL of golf where it sounded great, it sounded like it was going to work, but it wouldn't really take off and they wouldn't actually get TV sponsorships. So they haven't gotten TV sponsorships yet, but from what I'm seeing and, and how it's moving very quickly, um, I think it's it's only a matter of time before it gets picked up and, and it will be a – a tour that's going to coincide the PGA tour. I mean, they're having their first U S event and um, in Oregon coming up here. So it's very exciting for the sport. I think it's, it's going to, you're going to start seeing that more and more high profile names are going to take the money and realizing that it's not, you know, them playing a regular PGA tour event doesn't matter as much when they these guys are playing a, a different tour and they're making 10 times the money that they would make on, on the regular tour. So 
I think it's very exciting for the sport. You know, I know a lot of purists, and there's, that's the other thing with golf. There's a lot of old-school purists that don't like change, and those guys are completely opposed to it, where the new school are saying, you know what, it's, it's a tournament. Anybody could play in it. Why else would I not play in a tournament where I can make 10 times the money that I would make on a regular tour stop? So, you know, for, for whatever reason, these guys, these big names that are not, obviously, you don't see any guys at the top of their game. What I say by that is um, you don't see guys that are really, really dialed in this year leaving the tour. It's the guys that used to be good that are still really high-profile names that are moving. So, you know, uh, I do believe that there's going to be a middle ground here and the PGA Tour is going to have to accept these guys back. And maybe not. Maybe I'm completely wrong and offbeat, and I have no idea about that. So hopefully that there will be a middle ground. But um, beyond this, you know, we've had some controversy within our circles that we're going to basically segment into, and I actually let all of our current clients know. So, D-Mail, give us the story about this barstool promotion that they're they're withholding okay. from you. At. So, for people that don't know about player like players' clubs and, and the cards, et cetera, they have incentives and just things they'll give you back with a players' club. So, uh, basically, well, it's not barstools. It's uh, let's see, Pen Gaming. I think it's called Pen. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah, and and uh, so if you if you go through four million coin in in anything, I mean slots, video poker, betting, you get a Mercedes SUV for a year at least. So I came up short after I was uh, banned from betting, and I needed, I still needed like, what was it like? I want to see 600,000 coin in. So I went and I did it on video poker. I know how to do it on video poker pretty, you know, where I don't really lose that much. And uh, so I did all the requirements. Nobody reached out to me for like three or four months. And then randomly, I, well, I, I pressed the issue. And then they said, they sent me this email saying that I don't, I basically don't get it. I don't get the car after meeting all the requirements because of my betting patterns. Yet nobody said that at all when I was when I was and, and the guys yeah the guy at Amer the guys at Ameristar I mean they didn't know basically Barstool just took it over which I don't even understand that part because this is it's supposed to go through the the hosts in the casino that have nothing to do with Barstool so I don't understand why they came and and played police and just decided okay well we're not going to give it to you. It, that part doesn't make any sense to me either. So now I, the only thing I can do now, and even, even the hosts, I won't say any names, even the hosts that work at Ameristar said that this is unreal. They've never seen anything like it. But, and then they don't even know, they don't even understand how Barstool just took over. So, I don't know. I, now I got to call the game control board. See what they say, and my friend had a point too. He said, "Call the one in in Nevada because they're harder on, they're hard on, they're real hard on casinos." And basically, this company is in Nevada too, so that that was an interesting point. I might, so I might try both. Uh, but yeah, I have to now, do it. So my question to you is this, and uh, you would know more because 
you're more on the ground level with all these promotions and you've done them so many times. Is it one of these things where they just never assume somebody would hit the limit? Like, it's like they have the car on the, like, I see it all the time when you walk into a casino, oh, win this, win no. it. Do they just assume nobody's no, going to win No, because some it? people hit the limit. No, because some people got it. Like, quite a few people earned it. But the difference is they have got they actually, they either have lost. Have you seen or, anybody actually, have they paid out the car? Or yeah, my friend, just, our, our, our buddy from North Dakota, yeah, he got, he's he either just got it or he's going to get it. He ordered it and everything's smooth. Okay, okay. Okay, so it's not. It's just. Myla, a, um, is he a net winner, or I'm assuming he's a net winner? So yeah, the winning isn't really an issue. Yeah, so the, no, the winning is not really an issue. No, Got but it. the weird thing is, he. Well, he. I had a host at Ameristar that walked me through all this, answered all my questions, and then randomly, like three weeks ago, he he goes, "I don't know what would happen. I can't make any more decisions." When that was my host. So I mean, just all over the place. This is this is shady, and so he still had his host on the property that had nothing to do with barstool. So it went real easy for him. Right. So barstool, so, just so for everybody listening, barstool doesn't mean anything. That's just marketing. That that's nonsense. It's Penn Gaming who took a position, a thirty percent equity stake in Barstool Sports, which is owned by Dave Portnoy. That stock was at a high of eighty six dollars. It's now twenty eight dollars. Right, but the players, all of that's kind of relevant. The players' club goes through the casino, and then they they'll. So, so I don't understand why somebody at Barstool, who's in the sportsbook part, reached out. It doesn't make sense. Or just took over everything and and is saying, "I don't get any. I don't get the car." None of it makes any sense. So it'll be interesting. I mean, if anything, we'll have something to talk about. And I could call, and in five minutes, the gaming control guy can say. Well, they don't have to honor that because of this and this and this. But it just, to me, then I don't understand. Then anyone could just offer anything. You get it. And then they say no when you, when you rightfully earned it. I mean, that, that just doesn't sound like, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I could just start a business and go, well, if you do this and that and this and that, I'm going to give you this and then not honor it. I mean, there should be penalties for that. It doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll call and see what they tell me. But yeah, this is some. But you I'm have the good. Talking. The good news is you, the good news is because you are dealing with a publicly traded casino that's like you said has rules and regulations they have to follow. I, I would say yeah. this is not the beginning of the book. This is the ch- chapter one of the book. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, he the way that email was worded, he almost looked like he knew, or he almost worded it like he knows that they don't have to pay it, which was which was interesting. Well, or there's also also there you also take the position that some people, you know, are impressed easily impressed by a letterhead. I mean, look, right? You're right. The, the people people get letterheads and say they their families left them. $10 million in Nigeria and they send out their life savings because it's a fancy letterhead. It looks legit. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's true. Peop, uh, somebody's texting. It'll, it'll oh, be interesting. Client. This will be interesting. I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm curious I, what the law is for this or the rule. Or yeah. I don't think that, uh, I don't think that you can just, uh, like you said, I think it's chapter one. It is interesting because like I said, since you, if your friend, 
got the card and he was a net loser, that would have been a different issue. But they have no issue with him winning. So then it shouldn't be really an issue. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That should be irrelevant if you win or lose. Might just never happen to you. You can't, and- offer, you can't offer something, somebody earns it, and then you go, well, we're not going to give it. I mean, how does that work? It's I, I can, And I know horror stories where I, I, our friend, our other, well, our other guy we know has won a car and a drawing for 120000 and they didn't give it to him at a casino in California. So I've seen it all, but, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm reading – you. you po- we posted it on the story. I'm reading the email that you, you blacked out the guy's name. I'm reading it right yeah, well, now. Well, I have to give the guy's name when I call the Game and Control Board. No, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you blocked it out. What I'm saying is, as defined in the terms and conditions of the promotion you accepted, Barstool Sportsbook and Casino reserves the right to exclude players from a promotion, as well as the right to withhold the bonus reward for any reason in our sole discretion okay, based on do, your wager. I'm screwed. So basically, right, so basically, if they, they have this get-out clause, it doesn't mean I'm, I'm no lawyer, so don't listen to John. I'm just saying that it it almost seems like they lawyered up. They it almost seems like every time you take advantage of one of these things, they're going to have this little small f- fine print that's going to say, "Yes, we don't like the color right. of David Miller's hair today." Yeah, you're so, right. Uh, that's how they are. And you know the no. tattoo on your left arm is really not yeah, what we're feeling, right. so we're just not going to pay you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's, it's funny, but that's how they are. You're, you're a thousand percent right. That is exactly how they are. I mean, not saying because it says in our sole discretion. Now, the question is, from a marketing point of view, and this goes back to the people that we have access to, which I'm going to leave unnamed on the air. um, There is something called bad publicity. You know, they always say uh, good, uh, good, good uh, publicity is any publicity is good publicity, even if it's bad publicity. I'm not so sure when there's definitely multiple different sports books that a client can use in states like yours. Uh, and around the country, and I don't know, is the bad press. Now, we've already seen, and I don't know Portnoy personally, we've already seen Portnoy make videos on Twitter, because, but he is a, he is a um, what do you call him? He's a, um, he loves the publicity, even if it's negative. So he does a lot of this to get a, guilt, a gut reaction, but, you know, where he basically said, like, with the prop bets, forget that, the guy's gaming the system. He's very proud in... Uh, being a scummy sportsbook operator and not paying the players <laughs> and not and wa- yeah. not wanting sharp money, he's very proud of that, right? What, on the and, yeah. and on the flip side, he tries to act like he's a man of the people. So um, he's a man of the losing people, but not of the winning people. The question is: Is the publicity worth it if we take it to the next level? So more will be to reveal because it might be like you know what? Give the dude the car. Who cares? We don't want other people not wanting to take advantage of this promotion, thinking that at the last sense. minute. Yeah, it's like it's a it's a drop in the bucket for these guys. I mean, it's right. That's why I can't believe it. It's like really, you're not going to give me a, a car like a. I don't know. I don't know. It, I don't know. Yeah, I'll let I mean, you know it means say, it's though. it's all it's a, it's all negligible gobbledygook. In the event that there are any changes to the assessment of your gameplay. Our team will reach out with available promotional offerings. So they're basically saying they're going to decline this one, but they might get back to you for football season for the next one. Yeah, sure. I'm getting blown up with texts from clients. I have a lawyer who's a client of mine that's actually a client of ours, a client of yours that's texting. Um, 
he is a lawyer in the state of Texas. He said they know the cost of having to answer for bad actions, and the cost is less than than they would pay than that they would have to pay Dave. It's totally a business decision, and probably thought it ahead prior. Okay, well that's that his position. Right. He is a lawyer. He is a lawyer. I'll take yeah. his. You know, he's a client. He gets your games every day. Um, he's on our Telegram channel. Um, he does. Pr- it is nice that we have people in all kinds of professions. But you know, like you said, it almost be like, is it is it worth? I still think it's petty because you you give them good volume, and when you do things and you promote sports books and you say like real book like circle all the time on your stories, that's a bonus for yeah, people that are considering yeah. playing. Yeah. So I mean, the flip side is, look, we all know ninety nine point nine nine percent of all the people lose. Um, I still think that it, you might, you want to put them in the position to see that do they want the bad publicity? So, yeah, hey, since they sent the letter and it's America, you you always have the right to let the world know, and uh, we'll let the world know. One of my clients just texted me, said, "I just ordered a new car, SL55 Roadster AMG. Won't get it for four to six months. Maybe the bad, maybe Bart stool got bad stooled by Mercedes and can't get the product." <laughs> There's always a what if, man, if that was the case, they could still offer a cash reward, you know, so it's for them to be, again, I think you made a, a great point, John, that it's, this is step one. This is chapter one. This is maybe a lot of the people just like with anything else, when they do a letter like that, and most, a lot of people just kind of give in and say, uh, ah, you know, it is what it is. And they just move on. Whereas Maybe five yeah, percent actually right fight this. it. Yeah, yeah I'm so right this. you're a different breed, and I don't think they know your name. It's just you're just another, you know, guy. So to to the extent of well, maybe they think you just wouldn't do anything. So to them, it's it's an it's easy like a bully out. move. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's, yeah there's again, a it's all speculation. Move. For us, for them, they they are bullying you, obviously, because for there's no other reason they they could. You did all the requirements, and yeah, that's yeah. step one. And if you completed it, you get paid on it. So it's I'll be interested to see, you know, in the next – in the coming weeks what the actual follow-up will be. You know, I believe that what's, what you're entitled to, you should be – you should get because there's that's a lot of wagers that were made through an account. I mean, so it's for them to, you know, renege on that is, is pretty uh, – Pretty childish, and, and I'll just say but that. This, in the nice this is how casino. I mean, I'm sorry, this is what they do. I mean, they just this is the type of stuff they do. So, if anything, people can learn from this. You know, I hope people learn that. Yeah, just because you think you're getting something, you're not until it's in your hand with casino. So, let me ask you this question: so, Tie um, guys are more dishonest than 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 anyone. Well, this anybody who ever anybody who ever. Uh, Anybody who ever uh, hasn't watched, go and Google Billy Walter's 60 Minutes interview. It's 12 years old. And uh, watch, go to the end of the interview and watch what he said. I'll leave you guys to go. It's uh, public information on YouTube, and you'll see what he said about Wall Street versus the casinos. My question to you, Dave, is for the future promotions, because you've won many contests uh, in Vegas in different casinos. Um, you do the, the Superbook every year and, and all the different contests where you – 
Now, what happens with future promotions? Are you kind of sour on it, or are you going to do these promotions at other offerings and just basically assume that, hey, I might not get paid, or I might not get what I'm promised? Or do you just kind of like not put the time and energy? Because then there's also the, the, there's the physical time of sitting there doing the gameplay for the purpose of meeting that requirement. That in itself is it's not intellectual property. It's physical. You know, it took your time. You had to sit down and you had to play because you were cut off from the sports position. So you had to go do the poker and that's time. And that's so I'm just curious, looking forward, if this doesn't get rectified in a positive manner, are you basically going to just be anti-promotion going forward, or are you going to still take them, but take them with a grain of salt that you may get robbed at the end? Well, this one, well, this one, I was just going, well, if I get the car, whatever, I'm betting anyway. But the disaster was that I had to spend all that time on the video poker. Well, that's what I said. That's what I said. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but but in contests where you pay an entry fee and then they, I don't know anyone that's ever been screwed there. You know, that's a little bit different, but I guess it's possible. So no, but no, I'm not going to just, no, I'm. Oh, okay. Like the super book when you buy slots yeah, or like when you won the, or like when you won the $1 million, uh, uh, yeah, last no November. Yeah. You put up money, right? Even though it became a free roll, you put up the money originally. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Money. Up. Plus they've even paid out multiple. They've even on close ones paid people out twice like gave first place money to first and second their stories have not happened so if anything they they take the loss there they don't want the bad publicity but my car just at barstool they could care less i mean they just think yeah maybe he'll go away i, I don't know what they think well that's the other thing i think that a, a lot of people are a lot of people won't fight so it almost in my mind, it's like they could have sent out 20 of these form letters to 20 guys that won the car. And then you just assume, you know, if one guy argues and screams loud enough, we'll, we'll stick the pacifier in his mouth and give him the car to shut him up. And the other 19 might go quietly into the night. Yeah. So that's the other side yeah, of it as yeah, well. You know I mean? Yeah, that's what they do. I'm telling you. You just kind of summed it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, yeah, if you if it was the sports only and you were doing it anyway, I think the sting would be less. It'd still be the same argument, but you wouldn't have to physically go and do something that you really took a lot of time sitting in a chair playing poker that you didn't want to do just to meet that requirement, and then still had the ability to, hey, you could lose it. You know, you could have done that and lost a hundred grand just to get the points. Well, when I call too, I'm going to make it all dramatic. I'm going to say, oh yeah, I played because I did. I mean, I made multiple trips back there. So I guess I'm not really making it dramatic. I'm telling the truth. Right, exactly. I was, I was, yeah. So, well, well look, guys, you know, not, they, not, to, pay. not to continue, uh, you know, I, I do want to hear the follow-up. I think a lot of our clients, I'm getting texts as well, um, clients do want to know the result of this, and I think we're, this, this is what mainstream media is allowing us to do, where we have a voice where in years past, it's, you know, with, without social media, it's, it's hard unless you're just talking, like you said, you're going to be giving the board a call in Nevada. But now because of social media, I feel like we have more exposure and, and, and mm-hmm. stuff like this, stuff like this definitely takes off. And we have, uh, just like John mentioned with a couple of clients that are mentioning that are talking to us during the show, there's a lot of people that we have that have our back and it's just, it's the same old story where, you know, when they see somebody, the casino sees somebody winning, just like with books, 
they start limiting you. So it's I mean, when you're in the spotlight, saying, the, 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 the other issue is not to cut you off. When you're in the spotlight, let's take the Spencer video. You got 300,000 views, 300,000 people. That's a couple of football stadiums of people that know who you are now. Well, let's assume the guy that sent you the letter and all his uh, his underlings and overlings above him, they've also watched the Spencer video. So it's almost like, you know, with fame comes a little of the aggravation that people want to knock you down. And so don't think for a minute that just our clients have watched that Spencer video. That guy that sent you the email, he's also watched the Spencer video. So, you know, you got to look at the other side of that. So it just makes you more of a target, more of a mark, um, even if you're not one of these flashy, I got my new Ferrari every day of the week, numbnuts that are on social media. The sports books know because you're not flashy and because you're all about the business that they probably fear you more than the guy bragging that he's got a gold Rolex on his arm, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, I don't think they fear that guy at all. I don't think they really fear anybody. I mean, they have a lot of money. That I, I assume, and then, well, I'm just assuming that, and they, they probably have a nice handle and get a nice percentage return with everybody yeah, together. I, so, I'm with I'm with yeah. Dave here. I mean, it, with that SUV and the dropping, it's that uh, I'm with Dave. No, here. no, no. I you don't know, mean uh, I don't mean fear him as in hurting them financially. I mean. It's it's still in the end of the day the art of yeah, war. Yeah, but it's but John, they it's, it's want a drop to in the beat bucket. every player. Period. No, okay. they want to beat every player. Period. And it still goes back to the art of war. There's a there's a somebody wants to win. They're not saying they 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 enjoy beating you more than they enjoy beating the guy that lost a hundred dollars at the crap table because. They know that this is your livelihood. This is not something you're doing for weekend entertainment. But it's and so in the but it's a, and there's still human beings behind all these corporations, and there's still human beings sitting down and having discussions. And I can assure you that from the top to the bottom, nobody there was 40 people involved in that email that was sent to you prior to, and then <laughs> and then somebody probably said, "Let's stick it to them." And you know what? Yeah. Good publicity. Or one good guy. Good publicity. Yeah. Right. Good publicity is. Bad publicity is better than uh, no publicity. And for all you know, they might have done this just to get the publicity anyway. I, I kind of feel like one guy made the like one guy just overruled every everything. He just went in. No, we're not giving this to, to him. Like one guy. I think one guy just made the made the call. Just he mm-hmm. had a thing against me, and that that's what I think. Because I I think I I think probably quite a few people earned it. And I can't see them just going in and manually looking at each person's situation one by one. I mean, it should just be something, okay, where do we send his car? Where do we send his car? Where do we send her car? But I think just one person had it out for me. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't even that host. Right. Well, the good news is yeah. it's going to be fun. Well, let's let's talk about if we, you want to switch gears and we'll talk about um, – Let's talk about – <laughs> anyway, keep going. No, you should right. If anything, if you can't get the car, just beat them on the beat them on the book side of it. No, the guy that's angry that has it out for me. You should just be betting. You should be a client, bet our plays, and just calm down and give me the car. I, right? I agree. The car I always will say come book, in a, due time. The car will come. I always say bookmakers have access to all this information, and when they ban players, it really is kind of funny. The one of the clients that uh. 
was texting me, got banned playing your games, and uh, he basically, he, I said, it's so stupid because that's a bad bookmaker. A good bookmaker would want to keep every sharp around to know what the market is doing and get that information from his players so he doesn't have to do the work himself. So but, it's like, to me, most it's like these, counterintuitive. But, John, most of these bookmakers are not running it as that style of business. They're lazy to the extent of somebody's winning, cut them. Somebody's losing, we want their business. They don't look at the, the deep yeah, but this goes back to what, what this goes back to what Dave always says, sample size. Somebody's winning this week, who cares? Somebody wins four weeks in a row. Who cares? Right. I talked to a guy yesterday that said he lost $240,000 in the last month betting. Um, and, and, oh, and before, yeah, but again, it's all relative. But no, and it wasn't that. He, it was before, the casino games. And he doesn't well, understand I say, why. Well, the, no, no, what I'm saying is, is that hopefully they're not going to cut them. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you're right. Exactly. But the 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 point is, is that when you define your time frame, we all know anybody can win and lose in a short period of time. And you know, and again, so like when they cut these, when they cut this one client that we have off, they literally cut him off after lo- having a losing football season because he's having a winning baseball season. And it's like, if well, the I had, I had actually, the same situation, John. I had a bookmaker that I had three winning weeks in a row. And he cut me off, and he said, no, it's just, you know, it's you. And so I had an account with, with a bookmaker um, in Texas, and I had two clients that were under the same account. We happened to all be placed in the same games. And the bookmaker, the bookmaker reached out and said, look, you know, I, I'm not mad, but I noticed that you're, you're pressing the same games that uh, client A and client B are doing, and it just, it's overwhelming my book, and I, I just can't take your action. Okay, he cuts me off. Two months later, I get messages. Hey, if you ever need a book again, I'll. Uh, you think I'm going to go back to you after you cut me off? Now he did pay. He's good pay, but at the end of the day, it's like I don't understand. There is no business approach to a lot of these guys. It's just they're just going off on a whim. If they're having a bad week, they're trying to minimize their losses for whatever reason. They think that they can't overcome them, and they just limit guys or they cut people off. So. You know, I don't see that business in the long run. I think more and more people, with the bigger players, are tend to stray away from books, and they rather put their money in a real sports book that they're going to actually get paid on consistently. Whereas a lot of these guys with these bigger books, they what they do is they easily want their money when they're down, always on the on the date. But when they're, the client is up, they, what they do is they pay out 50%, 25% of what they're owed, and they withhold their money for the following week. And it's just not a good operation. Now, I thought for many years, John, me and you were on the same page, that all those guys that are credit bookmaker guys will never switch over. But I feel like in the last couple of years, more and more guys are switching over. Because no, one, so I, Dave, have, Dave can chime in on this. No, I, I'm going to stand pat. Professional bettors will always have credit bookmakers. I believe the squares that only have one book would definitely get away from Tony on the corner and go to their online sports book for the ease of getting paid. But I, but you need more outs to shop lines. No, and for yeah, variance. correct for those one-offs. So correct. guys, for the one-offs. I think the pros right. are always going to have them. Well, it's Anything, different because the pros want maximum day? accounts. I'm talking about the two or three, the guys that only have one account. 
they'd rather have a real account versus a credit account. I'm not talking about the guys that are professionals. We're just talking about the leisure betters. Right. No, I agree. I mean, we talk to clients all day long that live in New York that have never wagered on sports before and literally started betting when sports wagering became legal. I mean, I talk to guys like that all day long that don't never bet because unless unless when they flew to Vegas. I mean, of course, you're always bringing in the new people. I mean, a 19-year-old a kid or a 19-year-old kid in college is going to open up a FanDuel account quicker than he's going to have find a local bookmaker. That's for sure. Yeah, but he also but he I also has that, that ability. He also has that ability. Where I mean, I literally do you understand how crazy it is, Dave? I have a eight, I have a seventeen and a half year old son, and I get these guys that are calling here, and they're nineteen asking how they can get your plays, and I'm like, it's like talking to my son. I'm like, where do you bet? Oh, I opened up an account at Fanduel. I opened up an account at this one. Where do you live? I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I live in, you know, uh, so it. It's like that world when I got into this business didn't even exist. You had a local bookmaker on credit. You were 25 to, to 65 to 75 years old. You are, I mean, it was like I never had this like young where I have to turn people away. And how much do you have in your FanDuel account? I have 700. How much do you bet a game? Three to 500 a game. All right. I think you need to go get a job as an intern somewhere. Make some money. Call me back in five years. Or, or I had all my money. He's 19. I had all my money in crypto, and I thought I was gonna, I wasn't gonna need to work forever. And now all my crypto is worthless, and so I don't have any money in my sport. So I mean, it's a, just a completely different world. Um, in terms of Colorado, have you, uh, have they introduced more competition, more books, or is it pretty much the same from football right now going into the next football season? I'm gonna really investigate that in the next month. I mean, I want to, I'm not sure. I, I can't answer that. I'm not sure. I, I don't know yeah. the landscape. That I don't know how it's changed. Um, but definitely for football, we have to investigate that. 100%. Talking Are you about, excited? August, we'll talking about, August 27th uh, is the first day of college coming. football. August 27th? August 27th yeah. and September 8th. August 27th is... Uh, the first day of college football, September 8th is the first day of regular season NFL. Um, and then obviously we have preseason starting before that. That's exciting. Definitely exciting. How do you, are you enjoying betting on baseball this season versus taking cruises or, or is it kind of like, I know you're learning a lot and you're really enjoying that, but like in terms of just the, the daily action, I what and the reason why I'm asking is I noticed that on the DB screen, there's been a lot more early money moves in baseball than I've ever seen in years past, where lines just move 20, 30 cents before I can even, like, brush my teeth. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I'm, en- I'm enjoying it. I, I don't know if, if I would rather be doing this than cruising, but, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. Good time. It's challenging. Are you also like noticing – are you noticing what I'm noticing? A lot of early movement on the favorites in these. Like, I, I just see, like, like I'm looking at the Oreo game. 25 cents open, 52 cents now. Game isn't for seven hours. Like, who's, like, what is that moving on? You know, like a lot of clients ask me to ask you, Dave, if you have a theory 
what that's moving on at, you know, 6 a.m. in Las Vegas, because these lines are moving at 10 a.m. in the morning. They're not moving it like an hour before game time. So any idea or input on that for the listeners that want to know? Yeah, just sharp guys betting, and sometimes they'll go opposite directions. Got it. You know, so, one, yeah, one guy likes this way, one group likes this way. And then the line kind of gets molded into where it should be right around post. That's that's what it is. Oh, I just got a text from my lawyer. We're getting free legal advice on the air. This will be the last one. He said, if someone wanted to spend the money and the time, I think they would have a reasonable shot of getting the court to rule in their favor on this issue. Colorado recognizes the implied duty of good faith and fair dealing. Each party to a contract has a justified expectation that the other will act in a reasonable manner in its performance. When one party uses discretion conferred by the contract to act dishonestly or to act outside of accepted commercial practices to deprive the other party of the benefit of the contract, the contract is breached. Even if a contract does not explicitly require one party to cooperate or to refrain from interfering with the other, the implied duty of good faith and fair dealing still guides both ends of the business relationship. These are the type of clients we have, Dave. We get real legalese right on the air. Yeah, he needs to write my stuff. I mean, that was great. Yeah. He or she. <laughs> that was great. That was really good. Well, I can easily give you his phone number when we get off the air. That's the good news. Yeah, he sounds like he, he or she sounds like really educated in the matter. Yeah, I mean, he's a lawyer. So, like I said, I, I might uh, I might do a little three-way text when we get off there so you guys can chat. But, you know, it's I mean, interesting. I, like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to – my plan – I mean, my plan, and I'm not going to obsess over this, but I'm definitely going to call the Colorado Gaming Control Board and the Nevada one and start, and right. start by doing that. Wouldn't you do that? I mean, what else – getting 100%. a lawyer and all that – and then they know it's not worth getting a lawyer and all that for me. You know, if it was like 100000 I think maybe they'd just go, well, this is worth it for him to pursue. But uh, for this little money, maybe they, they're factoring that in. He won't pursue this, and gaming will take our side. I don't know what they're thinking. Or you might be right. Or he, he's not even going to know that he can pursue this. Maybe they have no clue that I know I can pursue it. We just don't know what they're thinking. Right. I agree. But, yeah, never seen anything like it. I mean, no, I have, but I just, I don't know. This one, it shocks me, but it kind of doesn't. I'll be curious what they say, though. I'm just going to, and then I kind of want to start the phone call by going, so if if they have a tier, if they have a system where you do a total amount of volume and get to this point level, that point level, does the casino have to honor it? I should just start it with just kind of being vague about my situation. That's what I might do. Right. Well, I just I uh, I just uh, messaged you in WhatsApp, and uh, he said definitely pursue that avenue first. And um, like I said, um, you know, it, more will be revealed. Let's talk about some uh, some some games today. You said there was a, you were going to put something out on Instagram. There was a free spot you liked. Oh, I earlier out, today. Oh, I put out the White Sox. Oh, okay, got it. So for all you listeners yeah. that didn't watch his Instagram story, he put out the White Sox early. Yeah, I mean, not a big and deal, just another play. Exactly. 
I love that. I, I got to have you answer one question as we wind down the show. We got about eight minutes left. A lot of these guys are DMing you asking for access. And I love the, I love the inquiries and I love the interest, but what do you want to say to the person that DMs you and says, I want all your games, Dave, and I have $400 in my offshore account. I'm not talking about in terms of like, realistically, this is the question. It's not worth your time. Exactly. I want you, if you could do it for me, so this could be archived online. You're a new guy. You want to start betting. What would you say the minimum bankroll you should have? I don't care whether it's credit. I don't care whether it's post up. What would you say the minimum bankroll you should be working off of to give it's it a good go to start? It what you're betting. I mean, if you have something high volume, high edge, you, you could start with almost nothing. Got low it. volume, low edge, you need a lot. It's a sliding scale to your edge and your volume. So I, did, I can't even put a dollar amount on it. Like, well, but it wouldn't be four. But it wouldn't be four hundred dollars. Five hundred, and I could run it up. No, it would be if I had high volume. High, if I had the one tier, I could turn that into a lot. But it just depends what you have or what your what your edge is to your volume. That's everything. That's it. That's it. That's everything. Right. Like we started here, we had like nothing basically. Didn't need anything. Got it. Because we had such high edge, high volume. Yeah. Well, but you already had the tools of the trade. You didn't go from – you didn't start – you didn't walk into Colorado as a non-professional. You were already a pro just taking advantage of what's available in that state. I'm just saying, like, you're getting a lot of people, especially in the Northeast. I've said this for years, and, and I'll say it again. If 100 people bet on sports, 80 of them live on the East Coast. That's never going to change. <clears throat> Don't let it fool you how big California is. Don't let the West fool you. The West, the left coast is nothing in terms of volume. This is why the handle of Jersey supersedes Vegas now. It's always been that way. I I monitor and track the geography of people that purchase our advice, and it's always been 80-20 East Coast, and it's never going to change. So you're dealing with a lot lot of these guys in Vegas. I'm I'm sorry, in, in New York and in Pennsylvania and in Delaware and in West Virginia, and they are young. They have access to legal sports wagering, and they're trying to figure out a sweet spot of where they think they would fund their account. My personal opinion is 5000 You stick 5000 yeah. in there, and you can mm-hmm. go high volume and bet 50 a game on every game. You can, you can do some things. That's just my personal opinion from experience. I just think that take, having a guy being deluded – Watching your Instagram stories, thinking that he's going to take four hundred dollars and run it up to forty thousand is just insane. Because he can't handle any variance. There's just a whole. There's a lot of factors: risk tolerance. Right. Are you pressing games? But it comes down to your your edge and your volume. Right. Your percent edge and your volume. That's that's it. That's the base. <clears throat> So we got so the White Sox Google. early. Colorado Gaming Control Board phone number. I just hit Google for this. Got the number ready. Uh, and at 1101, Beautiful, beautiful. Well, like I said, you know, we got a couple minutes left. You know, I'm sorry that you're in that position, but I'm also happy that you're able to beat the books and be in that position. So I'm really not sorry. I'm sorry, but not sorry. I think there's more to be revealed. And uh, like I said, it is yeah, interesting. If I, if I don't get the car, it's like – 
when the basketball players have said and fueled for the next game, I mean, I'm going to get that money back from the company one way or another. Exactly. So it doesn't, yeah, it just put the chip on my shoulder this season. By the way, um, are you going to the Lightning? Are are you uh, are you going to any more Avalanche games if they bring it back? Or are you? Uh, I know you went to the one the other night. I just happened to see yeah, Colorado on the road today. Probably no. not. It was fun, but probably not. No. Got it. All right. Yeah, well, like I said, Mike, fun. you have anything to say? We got a couple minutes left before the music sings and dings. I'm just very excited because we know where the biggest edge is, and that's football. So for those that are still sitting on their hands and they have not invested their time and uh, the early bird opportunity for the, for the football mentorship, please reach out to us. You're going to get a lot of value. There's a lot of opportunities in football. Dave has been praising this for many years. And I mean, what you're going to get out of that football mentorship is going to be by far an incredible investment. So don't wait. Because what we're going to be doing is Dave's already produced a lot of content on his free YouTube channel where it's all free. But during football, we're going to be doing a lot of daily coaching, a lot of money management advice, halftime trading, early week trading, overnight trading. And you're going to get every single release that he actually is going to put out um, on those very large ticket plays. So the handle's bigger. The money is bigger. I'm excited. And it's only end of June. So you could see how much my excitement will rise by July, by August, as we ride right into, uh, sorry, can't even talk. I'm so excited. Right into the fall <laughs> where oh, the season great. will begin. That was great. <laughs> I'm going to use, that's it guys. Right as Mike ends it, we'll be back for another issue of Sports Insider Radio next week. Dave will be pulling up in his brand new Mercedes. See you guys.